first ever pre-match show that we're doing for Hammering Down. If you can hear, there's a little bit of background sound. I'm currently at Ghost Train Brewery, where there's actually another live show that's going to be happening. It's going to be the Saturday or Soccer Down Here pod, which is the Atlanta United uh, tour, which... You know, it's really exciting. Tomorrow's going to be the first uh, Atlanta United match at the new stadium. It's going to be the first match at the new stadium. So I'm going to be talking to some guys who are in the Magic City Brigade. We're going to be talking to some other Legion fans. And I'm going to be talking to the guy who runs soccer down here. And we're going to be talking to him about running the podcast, about running uh, everything and what he uh, predicts about tomorrow. So looking forward to it and let me know if you guys like this kind of format if you hate it let me know i'll certainly work on it and it's definitely not a perfect uh situation but it is what it is we'll figure it out uh so let's go get into it so i am being joined by the first guest of this live show tell us who you are My name is evan Kreider. all right evan so you're not from around the birmingham part where you kind of are but you're kind of not where are you traveling from huntsville alabama all right, so you're a real deal fan that comes like every single week from Huntsville. Not not small drive. Yeah, no, it's about a little hour and a half of drive. Uh, dude, it, I, it's it's doable. It's doable. So tomorrow is going to be our first experience at the new stadium. What are you expecting? I'm expecting a very lively crowd that will still want to come out and see Atlanta United plus the Legion. Uh, as far as play on the field, it's hard to tell, especially with it being a preseason. But I, I think we'll have a good 2-1 victory. I'll say Legion. Really? Yeah. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, so I think the Legion are going to win too, especially since Almada can't play. They're, oh. Yeah. Okay. He, um, he didn't get his visa so as of yet. So I feel like the Legion are going to win this midfield battle, but that's just me. So. I, I think so, too. We've got a really good core that has stayed, and so that's going to be very, very in- instrumental in, in how things play out for us. Well, I appreciate you talking to me, Devin. Thank you. So another contingency of the British people that like to join the podcast, <laughs> or actually that I like to invite onto the podcast because it makes me seem more official, <laughs> I am being joined by uh, Simon, who has a new role within the Majesty Brigade. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, I get. Do I add legitimacy, Caleb, with my accent? Is that how this works? <laughs> a little I, bit. <laughs> yeah, so I'm the I'm the president of the Magic City Brigade uh, for yeah for the 2022-2023 term. Okay, so what exactly does that entail? Are you just kind of running over everything? Yeah, well, I mean, we have a board, so we have a you know five-person board, president, treasurer, secretary, vice president, and that large um, board member as well. And yeah, we coordinate all the activities for the Magic City Brigade, which is, you know, as many of you will know, is the you know the original and the largest supporters group that, that Birmingham Legion has. So you got to see the stadium before everybody else. All the other fans got to see the stadium in a soccer setting, not mm-hmm. exactly a football setting. What are you expecting from the as a Birmingham Legion fan and not like a UAB Blazer fan? Sure. I mean, look, it, it was exciting to see football in that stadium. You know, they'd laid the new surface down that looked like um, it's going to be, you know, a surface is still artificial turf where they're going to be able to obviously paint and wash off the, the lines depending on the sport being played, which is great. Um, look, the hype video for the team on the on the video board looked incredible. That's kind of when it began to feel real. That, okay, we're going to be in here. This is this is the soccer stadium as well now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be exciting. We're, you know, the, the supporter sections in that, that north side of the stadium. Um, so yeah, it's going to be great. We're facing that video board. We're behind the goal. 
um, closer to the goal action than we've ever been at any other stadium that the Hammers or Legion have played at. So True. that's uh, that's going to be exciting in itself. So what are you expecting from tomorrow, whether it's atmosphere or play on the pitch? I mean, if we look, it's preseason, right? we we, we, we got to get our reps in and, get, and shake off the ring rush just as the players do. So... I mean, look, it's Atlanta United. It's it's always going to be a challenge for us to you know, play, but we've been competitive with them in the friendlies in the past, so I expect that to be the same, to be a competitive game. I expect our guys to you know want to prove something against an MLS team, so I'm expecting a, a good atmosphere, a good close game, just the one game this year, not the two the two games. So I'm expecting yeah, the teams to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this should be much better with just one game. So I'm expecting you know, our, our boys to go all out. Um, and we'll be going all out for them in the stands too, doing what we can to cheer them on too. You know, doesn't mean doesn't get you any points, but it'd be it would be a nice victory to have over Atlanta United, be it preseason or otherwise. Have to ask score prediction. Ooh, you know, I'm gonna be optimistic and say two one Legion. You're not the first person to say that. Well, so maybe maybe we'll speak it into existence. That's what that's <laughs> what we're here to do. Thank you, Simon. Sure, thank you. All right, I'm being joined by another person who has a rather dark beard. What do you got for us? Uh, this is the porter that Ghost Train actually has. I oh, the standard. Yeah, the standard. Is it good? I'm loving it so far. I usually well, like a porter. Well, the people don't know who you are, so other than the fact that you have a porter, who are you? Um, I'm Skylar Rutherford. I'm actually the secretary for the Magic City Brigade. Okay, so what, is, uh, what does secretary exactly do? Uh, we, may, uh, we basically take notes and try to keep up with... Uh, Kind of record keep a little bit for the board. Nice. It's kind of the basic of what I do. Fair enough. So, so <laughs> with tomorrow coming up, have you? Did you get a chance to see the new stadium as a soccer fan? I did. I was actually very impressed with the layout. Uh, no football lines. No football lines. Love that. Uh, the for turf, it's about the best that you can get. I really wish I could have seen what they have up for the goals. They didn't have the goals up yet. That's probably coming down today. But I'm just excited, man. I've been looking forward to this for months. Me too. The The closer we get, the slower the hours go. It's like a kid on Christmas, man. Oh, yeah. That's what the porter helps, though. Mm, I see. That's what I'm going to get after this. I was looking at it. So, seeing that with all the players that we got, what are you expecting for a scoreline? Ah. <sighs> You know what? I'm going to go super optimistic. I think it's going to be a gong show. I think Legion wins 3-2. 3-2. Okay. Not too different than what we saw year one when we played, when it was like, what, 4-3 or 3-2 as well, but we lost that one, I think? Yeah, it's kind of what happened. But But we're going to reverse the fortunes this time. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, first time, yeah. But, hey, second game, we drew. Yeah. Uh, Except Atlanta United likes to count that second game, but we don't don't count that second second game. If I didn't see all the second game, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. If I didn't see it, it didn't happen. It was basically an academy game. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining, man. All right. Hammer down. Basically, no potato. Yeah. So uh, I'm being joined by one more fella. If you can't, you obviously can't see this because this is a podcast, but he has one of the OG Magic City Brigade scarves, which gives me good vibes. I love the old Skyline, and plus the new Skyline scarf, which has come out this year. So, you, obviously, you people can't see it, so you can't even see who I'm talking to. Who am I talking to? So, my name is Ian Peters. All right. So, how long have you been a part of the brigade? Been part of the brigade since 2018, I believe. Long time. Long time. Uh, yeah. Probably longer than that. I've known you longer than that. I swear I have. Yeah. Uh, I say I started showing up around 2018. I meant to show up in 2017 when I first moved here, but 
So I haven't lived here that long, man. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I thought I've, I thought I met you back in 17. But I mean, it was long enough ago that all that time bleeds together anyway. Well, fair. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to see the new stadium yesterday. Yes. What did you think? Gorgeous. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of the move originally, but kind of seeing that, absolutely love it. Nice stadium. The turf looks fantastic. The pattern's really nice. The players seem excited about it, so I'm excited about it. That was kind of the thing. Once I heard the players were actually excited about it and not – and we're not told to be excited about it. That's when I started changing my tune a little bit, a little. So, for sure. I mean, and I know that they're always a little bit hesitant about turf at first, but they didn't like have that weird pause of let me remember the corporate line <laughs> and then get into whatever it was. Everyone had something different to say, and they were all kind of like, you know, it's gonna be a little bit different. But we did it at Legion, and other places have turf too, so it's not like it's completely different than what they're used to. For sure. So tomorrow, big match, Atlanta United. What are you? What do you think is going to happen, either on or off the pitch, atmosphere, or even just scoreline? I mean, it's going to be crazy in general. That's always a fun match. Uh, Atlanta always brings out a really fun crowd. There's a lot of Atlanta fans here in Birmingham, obviously. Uh, I would love to see a win for Birmingham. I'll take a draw again. That was an amazing draw we had, I think it was last year. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. But honestly, as long as the guys look good, I'm happy. Fair enough. Thank you, Ian. Yeah, thank you. So I'm finding all the people that have the really fun-looking beers. What are you drinking? So this is a boysenberry smoothie sour. Is it good? Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful color. It's like a, I don't know what you call that, dark pink. Just like I said earlier, people can't see it, so they don't know who I'm talking to. Who am I talking to? So I am Katie Peters. I am the at-large member of the board for the Magistrate Brigade. Okay. So what, is, what does that entail? So basically I get to be the tiebreaker, which is really fun. So since we have four board members, they added me to kind of be a tiebreaker, but also I'm kind of heading up our charity stuff. Oh, that's awesome. What charities are we looking at working with this year? So today we went out and helped Be a Blessing, which they help uh, distribute items to the homeless population in Birmingham. Um, Oh gosh, we've got a list of places I need to contact. And also I talked to Alex Cardinale at the meet last night, meeting the team. And so hopefully to partner with him and parachute. So help out the players, get the players involved and help charity. Awesome. Love that. Yeah. So tomorrow, big match. Very excited. Obviously we know the fans that Atlanta United bring. And a lot of fans are super excited about the move here. Are, what are you kind of expecting atmosphere-wise? Are you thinking kind of 50-50, or are you thinking there's going to be like a real Birmingham contingency this year? I think we are growing, and it's showing. Haha, <laughs> that rhymes. There you go, um, there you go. <laughs> but like, I think the move to Protective is really getting people pumped and excited, and we have room to grow. And so I think it's, it's just going to be awesome, and we'll be better than Atlanta, so it's great. <laughs> okay, so uh, what do you think score line is going to be? The what? The score line. What do you think final score is going to be? I mean, I hope Legion wins, but either way, we're going to have a good time. So. Fair enough. We're here to party. That's what yeah, I'm just here to party. I'm going to drink some beer and I'm going to scream and dr- drum and, you know, yeah, have a good time. The best, the best result here is that we don't remember the result. Exactly. There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right. So for the first uh, non-Legion fan that I'm talking to, um, who is unfortunately an Auburn fan, but we can't control that, um, and also, unfortunately, an Atlanta United fan. There's a lot of things that are wrong here. But I'm talking to you anyway. And we're, you're going to talk to me anyway. Yeah, we're nice, we're nice people around here sometimes. Wait sometimes. Till, wait till the microphone goes off. <laughs> <laughs> so people can't see me. So who am I talking to right now? Oh, uh, my name is Patty Nelson, and I am an Atlanta United fan and married to an Atlanta United uh, employee. <laughs> okay, so 
I'm right now I'm recording at the soccer down here yep. uh, before the show starts. I'm not. All right. We had a little hiccup. It's fine. Thank you. But so soccer down here. Obviously, you guys listen. I love this show. Oh, good. So what? Uh, what exactly for the people who don't listen? What is soccer down here? Soccer Down Here is a daily podcast all about, yes, we talk about Atlanta United, but it's more about soccer in general, as more and more soccer clubs have become very popular in the Southeast. They talk about everything. They even talk about soccer. They actually have a Monday night show that does, they call soccer over there, that's all about the Premier League and other Europeans. So, um, but yeah, they, they talk about everything as diverse from... Yes, they talk about soccer, but they also will talk about food, and they'll talk about beer, and they'll talk about, sometimes they'll talk about college football, and it's kind of the full gamut. It's it's truly everything that's down here. It's everything that is down here, correct. So, you are traveling as an Atlanta United fan to uh-huh. come watch this match. Yep. You guys have had a weird stretch recently of different coaches and stuff I mean I know the opinions of Frank DeBoer I'm a a Crystal Palace fan so I have I have strong feelings about that Um, but it feels like it feels like kind of a raw deal in Atlanta a little I think so too but it's it feels like the the team has been everybody it feels like it's spiraling but you guys are still making the playoffs it's still a great squad obviously it's a lot of fun it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. I, I don't know a ton about soccer from the rules and procedures perspective, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to go. It's a lot of fun to watch. The team is exciting. Um, it's obviously more exciting when it's more offensive than defensive. But yeah. Of course. So, what are you as a? Because you came to the match house at BBVA uh-huh. um, several years ago, but this yep. is the first time that you've come to a new stadium which we've never even been to mm-hmm. but bigger stadium yep. with your experiences of traveling to MLS matches uh-huh. what what do you kind of expect from the Atlanta United contingency that's going to be coming here like yeah. what should what should Legion fans expect they're loud um, they're fun they are very passionate about the team they will I will say that they were all we were all warned that one of the big things that they do is they'll have smoke bombs as people are walking into the stadium. They've been told, don't bring those with you, you will be arrested, don't do it. Um, but they're just they're not gonna be obnoxious fans that you're gonna want to get into slap fights with or anything like that. They're just they're gonna be fun and you're gonna laugh at them at some of their goofy cheers and yeah. It's gonna be fun. I will say because it has been the smoke flares have been a contingent thing. The only reason we can't have them is because of how close we are to the interstate. No, that makes sense. Yeah, it's which with Atlanta because you guys are. Uh, We're down in the yeah. yeah Mercedes Benz and we've got our own little section off. So you guys that, can so. you guys can have a little bit of fun there and y'all have the yep. fire. I mean, I've I've been yep. to I've been to a few matches. It's okay. a good time. So it's fun. But. What are what are you kind of expecting from your boys? You know, are are you guys expecting to come in here with the win? Because I know with the, the latest Shivas game, it, it didn't quite go as didn't well. Didn't go so well. It, I think they're still trying to figure out who needs to be their top players, um, and they've got some new talent that's coming in and trying to get adjusted. So I'm. I expect pretty conservative play, um, just because you're still figuring out who needs to be playing first and who's going to be your backups and what configurations make the most sense. So I'm kind of expecting a little experimentation, but fairly conservative. Okay, so obviously you're an Atlanta United fan, so we've we've all had our biased opinions with the Legion. Yep. Are you expecting an Atlanta United win? I hope so, but I honestly, 
I don't know what to expect. Again, because they're experimenting so much. So I don't know. I would say it's a guarantee. Fair enough. Well, thank you so much for You're hopping welcome. On. Thanks for interviewing me. And if you haven't listened to Sucker down here, which I, this is being released after the podcast has happened live yep. here at Ghost Train. Listen and watch that. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah, it's so. on the, it's on the Twitch platform, so definitely uh, start listening to them. You'll get you'll get addicted. It's they're they're funny to listen to. Even though I don't know a ton about soccer, they crack me up, and I've learned a ton listening to them. Well, thank you so much for joining. You're welcome. Thanks. So I am being joined now after the live show for soccer down here, which awesome live show. Um, it was a great time. I'm being joined by one of the hosts of this, and you probably recognize his voice, but since you can't see his face because I'm not doing this live, um, who are you? Jason Longshore, uh, soccer down here host, Atlanta United commentator. Uh, happy to be in Birmingham. Excited. Yeah, I mean, like I've said many times, I've been listening and watching you guys for a long time. I love everything you guys do, and people who have listened to me for a while now know that I base a lot of stuff off you guys. But this is not your first time in Birmingham, but this is a new experience for Birmingham. What have you already experienced just tonight that's different than what you've experienced past years in Birmingham, Alabama? It feels like a buzz. I mean, when we've come before to do games in preseason, it was earlier in Birmingham Legion's experience. You know, I wasn't able to come over the day before and really be a part of the buildup. Um, tonight was great because it feels like it's a big deal tomorrow. It's a preseason game, and you know, as we talked about on the show, like the result really doesn't matter for either team. I think both teams have different things they're trying to get out of it, but it feels like a big occasion. It feels like a soccer party here in the South, and I think there's going to be a huge crowd. I'm really looking forward to it. So if for people who weren't able to come out tonight, Soccer Down Here did the live tour. So what's kind of the goal with the live tour? Is it sponsored by anybody, so on and so forth? Kind of what, what are you guys doing with this? Is it just a tour of the south, or is it following Atlanta wherever you can? We'll kind of bounce around. Uh, we're going to head up to Greenville this season. What a place, by the way. I know. I'm excited to see Greenville Triumph in action. They're, they've been great to us. We've talked to them quite a bit in USL League One. Same with South Georgia Tormenta down in Statesboro, Georgia, building their own stadium. Chattanooga Red Wolves building their own stadium. We've been up there before. We'll be back again this year. It started as something that we wanted to do in 2020, and then, you know, COVID hit and we couldn't do it. But 2021, we got back underway with it, and doing the show every day creates a really cool like give and take with the audience, and we try to, to be as interactive as we can while still presenting the show and talking about all the news of the day. The live show can sometimes be a lot looser, can sometimes be uh, even more interactive, but it gets us in front of people, and it makes those connections be even stronger, and I think coming out of the pandemic where you know we had never done live video before the pandemic on a regular basis and people would see us getting to see people in return and getting to hear that feedback like talking about how much we hate memphis that became a very funny thing today watch the live stream by the way because that was that was a highlight of, of tonight by the way i needed a gong back here to be able to hit it every time we talked about it but that stuff is just a blast i mean that's the thing about this game is it, it invokes a passion that you know i think the only other thing that compares is college football 
It's what, different. It's different though, but it has some crossover. Like when I'm trying to explain American sports to people from Europe, for example, I'm like, go to a Georgia football game, go to an Alabama football game. That's the closest thing you're gonna get. Go to an Auburn football game. Sorry, I got a dirty look. Thank you. Go, go, go to one of those games and, and, and you'll experience as close to it as you can. It's different though. And I think that's what hooks people. And like I was saying on the show today, I think what really gets people to come back who are, didn't grow up with soccer like maybe we did and don't understand like the difference in a 4-3-3 and a 4-4-2, what gets them to come back is the atmosphere and the 90-minute right. chaos and excitement and just passion. And it always brings people back. It's so exciting to see. So let's look forward a little bit tomorrow. Obviously, Atlanta United is going to bring their fans. That's like your staple of what you yep. guys do. Um what are you kind of expecting from Atlanta United fans, maybe even Birmingham fans, because you've made this trip before? You know, what are you kind of expecting atmosphere-wise? And you mentioned on the show, but, you know, tomorrow doesn't really matter because both teams are trying out new things. Atlanta's been doing preseason for over a month now, basically, much longer than Legion have. But what are you kind of expecting from the match itself? You know, I, I think it's two different things. I think for Atlanta, I want to see... 45 to 60 minutes of good attacking soccer, creating chances. I think that's been the, the thing in preseason that's been a little bit hard to come by at times. I think for Birmingham, it, it, it is a little looser of what we're going to see. Um, we're not going to see all the new faces, but we'll see some. I, I want to see how some of the, the young players in the group maybe haven't played as much, what they look like in a competitive situation against a really good team. From a fan perspective, what, what we've been lucky to see from Atlanta fans when they go to different places, a lot of times they make friendships. Yep. And it's been really cool. I've been really happy to see Atlanta's fan base be that kind of outgoing fan base. Like, hey, we're going to boo against you during the 90 minutes, but come have a beer. You know, right. and, and, and let's hang out and let's talk soccer. So I hope we get to see more of that. I think, you know, again, hang out with the Magic City Brigade tonight. It's been really cool to get that vibe as well. It just feels very communal and, and I hope even though this year maybe we get the first competitive game between these two teams not Atlanta United 2 in the Open Cup potentially Atlanta United and Birmingham I can absolutely see that matchup happening that'll have an edge to it but tomorrow I think it'll be about fun I think it'll be about season prep and both teams just trying to take that next step for each one I know year one we played you guys, and it was goal fest galore, especially the last 10, 12 minutes. It was just goal after goal. Last year was messy and rainy, and our players missed some sitters. I mean, whenever I did this show a year ago now, I, mean, I, I labeled the episode Elena or the Birmingham Legion beat Atlanta United nil-nil. You know, <laughs> yeah. Elena didn't look great last year no. in this matchup, but... I mean, Atlanta looks like a real deal team this year. Granted, and I mentioned this earlier, Atlanta, it seemed like they were quote-unquote bad, but they've always been a playoff team. They're always a good team, and I mentioned this earlier as well. For people who are listening, this was 15 minutes ago, but a long time for me. But, you know, I'm a Palace fan, so I know about DeBoer. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I remember everybody was like, the sky is falling, everything's horrible, and I'm like, come on, guys. Like, it's not that bad. It was but, not. It, even then, everybody was like, everything's spiraling, everything's horrible, but it was still playoffs. It was still playoffs all the time. Yeah. What are 
what are expectations for Atlanta United fans? Not necessarily like if we lose, if we don't win the cup, we're firing everybody, but is it more or less like we want to be competitive for the cup or is it like we have the team to win it? I think this I think this season in Atlanta United has the team that can win it. It's funny, I mean, looking at Birmingham and looking at what they've done, I think both teams have opportunities to win their league. I feel like both teams are very strong at their level, their individual level, and have the opportunity to win their league. I don't think, and, and Jay Heap said it on our show, and I, I would agree, I think it's the same for Atlanta. If you don't win in the playoffs, it doesn't mean you've had a bad year. The playoffs right. can be a crapshoot. We all know that. But I think both teams have the opportunity to compete for trophies this year. And it's going to be a wild ride. It's going to be a fun ride for both. So, again, we said this. We don't even know who you know, everybody's going to be. If you haven't watched the live stream, Jay even said that Maggie Jopp, you know, just got off the plane. Yeah, like breaking news. Minutes ago. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, Marlon Santos didn't get back until in, for, into Birmingham until two days ago in the middle of a tornado. I mean, you know, visa issues are a thing. I mean, Almada, we, who knows if he's yeah, playing or not. Know. Do you possibly have a scoreline prediction for tomorrow? Um, I think, and, and Jay kind of alluded to it, and I would agree, just because Atlanta's further along, I feel like Atlanta will win the game, but I think it will be tight for 45-60. to 60. I'm thinking like a 3-1, and, and that's fine. Again, the result doesn't define it. I think for Birmingham's success is playing straight up as long as they can fitness-wise, and it might be 45 minutes, but playing straight up as long as they can with their fitness with Atlanta's first group. I think that's success for Birmingham. For Atlanta, it's really down to creating chances. I think if they create the chances, they will find goals, but the chance creation was an issue last Sunday. It's got to be better this time around. Does it feel like probably the first, at least the first 30 to 45 minutes will be the team that we see come in eight days for Atlanta United? I think so. I think the first 45 to 60 will be. I think maybe you'll see subs at 60, but yeah, the first half I think will be the team that you'll see in a week's time against Sporting Kansas City. I mean, Sporting Kansas City, you guys are surely going to win that, right? Sporting Kansas City just signed a new forward from the Montenegro national team. Alan Polito's out. I think Atlanta's in a good position to it. I don't know if that guy will be there for Sporting Kansas City yet. Atlanta's got three of their first four at home. I think it's a big opportunity to get a lot of points straight out of the gate and build some momentum. Well, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with me. Um, where can they find soccer down here? Any, first off, anytime you, you want to talk when Atlanta United 2 is going to play Birmingham Legion this season, maybe before an Open Cup game, definitely would love to. Uh, at Soccer Down Here on all your social media platforms. For the live shows, thanks again to Scott Flood and the Flood Project. Make sure you're following them on social media. Opportunity, Eliminize is one of our big sponsors. But at Soccer Down Here on social media, the podcast goes out through Spreaker, but it goes into all of your podcatchers out there. And we're live on Twitch at 9.05 Eastern Time every morning. Uh, Monday to Friday, talking whatever the news of the day is. Yeah, a lot of Atlanta United, but not purely Atlanta United. Maybe we'll throw some cracks at Memphis in the live show. Hey. Hey. <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough for hopping on. And, you know, seriously, watch the live stream of our time here at Ghost Train. It's been a great time for everybody involved. It was a great show. Lots of cracks in Memphis. The, the Jay Heaps interview was fantastic. Yes. And just... You don't see the USL knowledge that these guys have um, outside of USL very often. So 
if you want to hear real intelligent USL talk, listen to soccer down here. So. And I'm going to try to steal Johnny Dean to come to Atlanta United. No, no, no. Okay, all right. The interview's over. <laughs> all right. Thank you for coming on, man. No, thanks. That was a blast. So I'm following this up right after another interview. For, for you guys, for me, it's been like 15, 20 minutes, which is the wonderful thing because time doesn't exist for the people that are listening to this. That is true. Um, I am being joined by another guy from soccer down here, and I said this very much just a few minutes ago for them, but I've been listening to you guys for years, and you guys are a massive inspiration for what I do. So I really appreciate everything you guys do, but since you guys can't see him, who (laughs) am I talking to? John Nelson, and I'm the one that uh, technology has the issues with every single day on the show. Which is why I had issues starting up this uh, part of the interview, of course. (laughs) Actually, Blame me. Blame you, of course. So you've been around... Atlanta United for a while, and you've seen the highs, and not as high of highs, Right. but this team feels good. It does. If if we get the true first team, which this is y'all's last friendly until uh, eight days from now, what are... What are you guys expecting for the first 45 minutes, which is likely to be your first your first team team? What are you guys expecting? Uh, let's see. Uh, some combination of Gazan, then left to right, probably Gutman, George Campbell, Miles, maybe Ronald Hernandez at the back in the middle. Ozzy Alonso is your holding mid, and I'm trying to think of your attacking mids, probably Mateus Hisetu, maybe Tyler Wolf. So you have Wolf and Gutman, who we've seen interact really well early. Then up top, some combination of uh, Aruju and Joseph, and then is it Almada? You know, that's the question. What does it look like on the left? So I think that the 10 of the 11 we can probably agree on, but as I was trying to figure it out and visualize it here, which I know doesn't really work well for radio, <laughs> but trying to visualize what it looks like, that, that 11th place, the, the left-hand side, that's what we're looking at is the big question mark. Is it Tiago Almada or is it somebody else? That's the question. So guys like uh, Gutman, um, people who've listened to me for a while know but I'm a massive FC Cincinnati fan. I know Gutman well. Mm-hmm. He is a guy who doesn't stop. He doesn't. He doesn't stop running. Physical body, good ball. Yep. Absolutely deserved to be signed by Celtic and probably should have played for them at some point. Yeah. He's a really good player. We're expecting to see him and Johnny Dean go at it for at least the yeah, first 45 minutes. It's gonna be fun. What? Obviously, the pace of Johnny is what precedes him, but also his passing ability is mm-hmm. great. But Andrew is a physical body. Mm-hmm. Do you think a guy like Johnny can overcome how physical uh, Andrew is, or is it going to be let's run around him and don't deal with it? I think it's going to be the latter and catch me because I know where I'm going, and that puts me a step ahead. So basically, once again, this won't work well for radio, but visualize this. One of us is Johnny Dean. One of us is Andrew Gutman. Okay. So if, if I'm – all right, so who do you want to be in this discussion? I guess I'm going to be Gutman. Okay, so you're Gutman and I'm Johnny Dean. If I know where I'm going – that puts me a step ahead of the conversation. Right. So if, I, if I'm going to work my way to the outside, right. then I know I'm going here. Gutman's got a slide, and it's going to create open space in, in the middle of the field. 
Or if I want to try and do something with an underlap, and you come to your right as Andrew Gutman, and I'm trying to work my way around you, do you get into that whole idea of like wide receivers and cornerbacks where it's right. double moves and things like that? So maybe a college football analogy might be the best way to think about it. Does 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 Johnny Dean try to sit there and try to work double moves on Gutman and try to get him spinning? Because there were times in Mexico where the the, whether it was the pitch or what have you, there were times where Gutman was kind of spinning his wheels a little bit, and I think it was more surface than anything else. So do we see double moves from Johnny Dean? Do we see double moves from Andrew Gutman? Does Andrew Gutman try to over-physical the situation? I think it'll be one of the fun matchups in the first 45. So we all know how good the center back pairing of Atlanta United is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to just simply just look up the U.S. men's national team, yeah. there they are. I mean, it's <laughs> – I mean, Campbell and uh, – and miles. Uh, and miles are just ridiculous. If you see a goal coming out of the Birmingham Legion, which have a good offense this they year, do. They do. it feels like to me you're going to break it out. In the second 45. Second 45 or <laughs> at the very least maybe a set piece because yeah. something that you guys didn't really mention on your show, but the Legion have like – six people that are above 6'2". Yes. And so it's like skyscrapers back there. It is. But even then, like... And it's something that has been trouble for Atlanta United in the preseason, the set pieces. So, and it's something that, you know, people can look back and they can look at tape from last year. But, yeah, I think that, you know, going up against Nashville and a Walker-Zimmerman creates an issue. Anybody over 6'2", by comparison. But I think that also having George Campbell back there as that physical presence may counteract it. And it's a different height issue that you're seeing this year versus an Anton Walks. So it'll be it'll be fun to see how Atlanta United, but once again, Miles and George, they're still trying to figure out who fits where and who does what. And so right. those, those relationships are still trying to be figured out. I think that set pieces early on, you're probably going to drive Gonzalo Pineda crazy if you get set pieces uh, scored on you again. But no, I think that I think you're I think you're right on. I think that set pieces will probably be something that you can look at that might be where Birmingham will end up getting a goal on the board. I still think it might happen in the second 45 with the second teams where Birmingham and, and, and Tom Son are still trying to figure out, okay, what are my relationships with my starting guys? Maybe that first five or ten minutes of the second half. It'll be interesting to see how it lays out, but I think you've got a good point on set pieces, yeah. Is there is there a chance that guys, like you mentioned, like Enzo Martinez, and he was briefly mentioned, but like a Marlon Santos, yeah. guys who are going to be playing the wing, maybe more of an inside forward role, instead of coming in directly from a narrow, right. straight through the middle, maybe from the diagonal corner or even just across in, is there even a chance that Legion could break through that area, or does it still feel like, that Campbell and well, and Miles have it locked down. I think that also you're looking at Ozzy Alonso. That's true. And you look at someone like Ozzy, who is that that sandpaper that's there and that, that brick wall that a lot of folks look at. And I think that he's been a fantastic addition by Gonzalo Pineda. You know, Ozzy's going to sit there and it's like, oh, oh, um, you want to you want to you want to come across <laughs> you want to come across the bridge? Yeah, you want to pay the toll. Right. So uh, you're going to see, you know, early on, you might see some interesting. Uh, Conversations, collisions, confrontations, whatever C word you want to put to it. It'll be, uh, I think it'll be fun to see that sandpaper and anybody who wants to come across the middle against that big free safety in Ozzy Alonzo. So, a guy, you have a couple of guys that you're used to. And like I said, just recently for you guys who heard it, Mackey just got off mm-hmm. the plane today. Yep. So, likely won't play. If he does, he's probably a last 15 minute yeah, guy. Right. 
um, but Anderson is Sadu. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys want to, You want to talk sandpaper. He's <laughs> – and what's scary about Anderson is that in these this last year, he went from getting multiple red cards and suspensions to only two getting booked twice for the entire year. Right. So he's learned how to be aggressive and be a nuisance. Yeah, yes. And he gets away with it now. For a team like Atlanta United, which is super talented, but that midfield, at least from what I've seen, may be a little young. Uh, maybe, or maybe not super young, but maybe not, haven't played many guys exactly like Anderson before. Right. Who, you know, as all the Birmingham Legion fans, they have, they, he's five foot, he's five foot six, and he's, he's a ball of hate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, haven't gone against a guy like that before. Is that something that you could see maybe get under their skin a little bit, or not so much? I think that I think the the professionalism of the guys that are there. I think that if you see a Ruju and Anderson, I think that might be an interesting conversation. Uh, I think that the professionalism of the guys like Atlanta United, especially with this being their last preseason game heading into the regular season. Uh, I mean, you saw it in the games in Mexico where Joseph got the red and, uh, you know, Luis Aruju wasn't happy with what was going on, but they weren't backing down from any kind of a challenge or anything. But I think that you don't want to jeopardize anything physically in the last preseason friendly. But at the same time, I think that, you know, Anderson's got a point to prove. And he likes to do it against Atlanta United, yes, whether it's does. against Atlanta United or the twos. Anderson's always going to have that point that he wants to prove, and it's in this match where you know it might, he might try to turn it up a little bit, and, I, and Anderson might be somebody in the spot shadow to kind of sit there. And if you're not going to watch the match itself, keep an eye, put your spot shadow, put your human spot shadow on Anderson to see how he reacts and responds in this environment and see if maybe he turns it up and goes over the edge a little bit because he's trying to prove that point. And Anderson has learned to live on that edge, especially last year. How does he respond this time out against Atlanta United in a game that means two separate things for both teams? I think it'll be interesting, and I know also it'll be interesting for Jason and I when the twos play Birmingham to see Anderson turn it up a little bit and see what it's going on. Anderson and JJ Williams yeah. love to turn it on against mm-hmm. ATL and they especially do. ATL too. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I mean, Anderson always felt like a consistent, but watching JJ Williams turn into like, oh, there he is. That's who we want. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we wish we were playing Atlanta every week. <laughs> but tomorrow, obviously. Let's let's talk first sixty minutes because sure. that's when we're going to see the most yeah. of your your guys. Probably, yeah. What what are you expecting scoreline wise? I don't know. Um, I'm really looking more for relationships and continuity. And if you get uh, those opportunities to finish that you weren't finishing in Mexico, that's what you're hunting for. I'm, I guarantee you that Gonzalo Pineda was looking at that tape going finish 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 coming out of Mexico and getting into this match. I'm still looking for relationships. I'm still looking for all those little societies that we keep talking about. It's like, okay, who's integrating well with whom? Who's doing well and who's doing what? And where are they going to, where are they interacting? Maybe a goal on the board in each 45, but I think it's more important for me right now going into this Kansas City match in a little over a week's time, who's working well with one another? Right. Who's doing, you know, who's, 
you know, if Tiago Amad is there, what's it looking like on the left? Is Are Andrew Gutman and Tyler Wolf really going to continue with what they're doing? When you look at Luis Arujo on the right-hand side, who's he integrating with well on the right? Is it is it Ronald Hernandez? Is Brooks Lennon getting a start in that first 45? What is it looking like there? What's the service like for Joseph? That That's other stuff that, that you're looking at here. I'm looking to get to the point to where you can finish but I'm looking to see, you know, I want to see who's shaking hands and who's in rhythm and who's sitting there going, okay, I don't have to think. I just know that the guy's going to be doing this and service is going to be here. I want to see what that looks like. When it, with George and Miles, are they at the back line? Are they going to be sitting there and it's like, okay, I know that if you do this, it's instinctive for me to do this in return. Right. When it comes to the press, is everyone pinching into the corner and trying to get the ball back the way that they're supposed to? And that's another thing when you're looking at guys who, if they see, See that moment in the corner where somebody at the back is having an issue and they're pinned in. Is everyone else going to continue to pinch in right. and swoop to try to get the ball back? That, those are the things, that, the tenets that Gonzalo Pineda is looking for. Collapsing on the ball, getting possession back on defense so you can have those short fields and all those opportunities to put a ball on net. And who's in the relationships and who's working well. That's what I'm looking for. Yes, I want fin- yes, I want finishes. I want chances finished if I could get my upper plate to work, you know. Huh. Yeah, well. but <laughs> all of these relationships, that's what I want. I want this to be that crescendo building the sporting Kansas Ryan City. And if it's a goal in each half, more power to it. So, last question before I let you go. Sure. Aiden McFadden, why is he not with the first team? It's, He's... it's, it's a numbers game. I mean, and, and Aiden still has things to learn. I know that Aiden can jump out of the gym, and I love having him on set pieces. But once again, you're looking at right now, right back. Yeah. And that's a log jam. So, do things change with Aiden and have him more working toward right wing as I mean... opposed to right back? But that's the thing. Once again, you're looking at all the talent that's there. If it's right back, it's Lennon and it's Hernandez on that right-hand side for Aiden. So Aiden right now is number three in that discussion. If you move him up to right wing, he ain't unseating Luis Arugia. No. So it's it's just trying to find the right place for him and then having him be the guy that was USL Championship Player of the Week and have that consistency there each and every time out where he's continuing to learn and figuring out where he fits in this whole thing. The biggest thing with seeing him with two knighted was like, okay, he's playing right back th- today. He's playing center attacking mid one day. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, wait, he's playing striker today. Right. Yeah. It seems like he can play everywhere. Is the utility role really a thing for Atlanta? Yeah, I think so. It's, I mean, because you saw it with Mikey Ambrose in, in Mexico true. out of necessity. And when you have a guy like Mikey Ambrose that a guy like Aiden McFadden can learn from, I think it's just as important because Mikey, because out of necessity, had to do things. I mean, Mikey was at center back. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, But the thing is, Mikey will do what he needs to contribute. Right. And that experience is vital for Atlanta United. And to have a guy like Mikey who can be on the left, who can be you know wherever you want to throw him. If you need to throw him into the middle out of necessity and injury, that's what, that's what it's there for. But I think that having a guy like Mikey to learn from, from for Aiden's perspective, I think is huge. Right. But I think that the biggest thing for Aiden is just getting more reps and more knowledge about what's going on and where does he fit right. because of the log jams that are in front of him right now. Well, that's a lot of great talking. Honestly, it's going to be just because it's very likely we'll see a lot of these guys like Wilder, like McFadden, even other guys along the way playing for Atlanta United too. So for a lot of the Legion fans, you're going to hear a lot of these names again. No doubt. So... I really appreciate you taking the time. No worries. Again, 
listen to soccer down here, especially this Ghost Train live show. Fantastic time. <laughs> Great show. So. We learned a lot about Memphis. We learned a lot about Memphis. <laughs> I cannot thank you enough. Thank you again. Anytime. This ended up being a pretty a long little episode. Um, I have no idea how audio's worked. I don't have any like kind of pop mic on here. So if you hate it, you hate it. Let me know. I mean, please tell me what you think about this. If it's a if it's a thing that you like, but you want to see some tweaks to it, let me know. Like I said, listen to soccer down here. And I know this was a Magic City Brigade event, but I am going to try to do some stuff with the ultras. You know, I mentioned this before, but I don't want to be a part of just one. I want to be a part of both. You know, I don't want to. It's one of those situations of. I love both people that are involved with this, but this just happened to be what was going on. So I cannot wait to see you guys tomorrow. Please let me know what y'all think. Um, And until next time, guys, keep hammering on.